0: Welcome to episode 81 of Crave the Book. In today's episode, Amber and I are covering chapters 14 through 18 of Tracy Wolf's Court. And in this episode, Katmere Academy falls to the ground. And we're going to talk a, a lot about that. So without further ado, let's go ahead and get started. What is up, guys? Episode 81. We are we're leaving Katmere Academy today. Like yeah. We're leaving. Bye bye. We're, we're out of there. We are gone. We're we are doing uh chapters fourteen through eighteen of court. Mm-hmm. Um so assuming that you've read those chapters, you know that Katmere kind of like it does a fall down. It 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 it, it, it quacks. It gets it's it get, it gets broke. Um,
1: I'd like to think of it as like his entire it's like standing there proud and true and then just completely turns upside down like eh, eh, boof
0: <laughs> dead <laughs> yeah yeah so um,
1: hopefully but you- it's, it's, it's good because I, I feel like they could probably like go back in like do a grand design with like an, a new architect and like make it bigger and better like they had some, some weird ass rooms the stairs were terrible um <laughs> And they they had dungeons and shit, so time for
0: a redesign.
1: Yeah, I, I would throw the whole thing out and start again.
0: <laughs> maybe maybe <laughs> maybe that'll be the future of the series is construction at New Cat- Academy. <laughs> um, so oh well, we do have to, uh, two spoilers. Mine is related to charm, kind of. Um, Amber's is related to. Kind of the end of court. So, um, you know, mine, I mean, mine's not too bad of a spoiler for Charm. You could probably, it's not really going to spoil a whole lot for you. Um, But if you... No. Yeah, but if you want to leave when the wolf howl, you know, comes on, especially if you haven't finished court yet, then, yeah, that way nothing gets spoiled. Mm -hmm. Uh, So last we left off... um, Grace had been sleeping in Hudson's room but went back up to her own room to sleep and then was laying in bed because, you know, Catmere Academy is currently all torn up. All the students are gone other than our little group that just got back from the Unkillable Beast Island. And Mm -hmm. um, she had been awakened by the voice of the unkillable beast in her head, which she met him out in the hallway. He grabbed onto her or they, they touched a chess piece at the same time and they kind of went like,
1: (laughs) he he touched her chess piece.
0: (laughs) Yeah. They, they like, it was their, it was their port key to the magical land, magical gargoyle court land where Grace learns about her gargoyle army. And she learns that, uh, the unkillable beast is actually the gargoyle king and her grandfather mm-hmm. and she learns mm-hmm. that she has an army and she learns that gargoyles can talk telepathic. like she learns all this stuff she gets an emerald yep. ring thingy. She,
1: she also learns like everywhere else has like a beautiful extravagant super posh villa the courts and <laughs> she gets like, dingy island <laughs> with yeah. in the middle of a fog <laughs> next to the beach. I think it was like near Cork um, which is quite uh, what's the word? Like near the seaside um, um, Nautical? R- r- marine <laughs> um, Yeah, so she, she's like oh, well, I wanted to live in San Diego but now I've got to live here <laughs> She's a little bit disappointed
0: Yeah, she's she well, she had a lot of balls like dropped on her all she at once. She had a lot of balls. She had a lot of balls today. She had a lot of balls dropped on her all at once. And then, um, basically, you know, when they when she returns back to Katmere and the unkillable beast flies away wherever he's piecing out to go, she looks at her phone clock and realizes that only like few minutes have passed. Um, and she felt, yeah. she felt like she'd been there for a long time. So now she is w- worrying that maybe Hudson is upset that she's been gone, but she realizes no time at all has passed. Um, and mm-hmm. by this time, Luca's parents are already about to arrive to pick up his body. Um,
1: yeah, she gets like a string of texts suddenly. And she's like, oh, God, people are panicking that I've left and I've gone, and I've disappeared. But it turns out that it's uh, Jackson. In the group chat, like, telling everybody to be prepared because Luca's parents were early, um, which immediately puts them in a suspicion. Like, but then I'm like, oh, yeah, but their parents, like, uh, I think eager is the wrong word, but they're eager to see their son.
0: Yeah, like, Um, let's just get it over with.
1: Apprehensive. No, what's the word? They they want to get to their son. Yeah. Yeah. and, uh, yeah, them turning up early. And, literally, she has time to turn around to go to the foyer. And everybody's there.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: So, she's like, oh, everybody's beat me. with their fading powers.
0: At least she's dressed. Like, she's not still in her, you know, her PJs or anything. She's, like, ready to go. She's got her backpack. Yeah.
1: yeah. Um, and uh, they really notice that um, Flint is missing. Uh, He's not there. And. course. Um, <laughs> What? everybody thinks like he overslept and Hudson's the only one who's like dude he's disabled now like think of all the stairs <laughs> oh, no. I was like Catman has got some accessibility issues as well as the design flaws so I kind of think that a, re- a redesign is in order bring it up to code what, what if um, poor Flint's maybe standing re- at the top of the steps like
0: guys <laughs>
1: Yeah, like, well, because surely, like, a vamp would hear it, but I don't think that he ever wanted to ask for help. Like, he's a proud amputee. Yeah. Um, And instead of, like, struggling through it, he he transforms into his three-legged dragon and flies through Katmir.
0: With Um, his crutches.
1: Well, yeah, which is a really, like, funny image to see, but at the same time, the reasoning behind it is tragic. Yeah. Like... Everybody kind of just assumed that he'd be fine to get there. Even if it wasn't from his room, it was from the infirmary or wherever he was. No one thought to go, does Flint need some help?
0: Yeah. And then when he finally does land and turns back into a human, like, and then he drops his crutches or they're on the ground and he's trying to bend to pick them up without falling, and I think yeah. that Grace talks about wishing that, you know, wanting to help him. But I think that if anybody other than Jackson had offered to help, he would have turned them down.
1: Yeah. But also, i uh, it's not your place. Like, if somebody's already helping as well, you don't want to you don't want to dither over them. Mm-hmm. Um, it just is awkward. Yeah, because he's clearly like, embarrassed. Yeah, he's clearly embarrassed. And you never want to help someone out of pity. You want to help them because... You're a decent human being and you know they need help. Not because you're like, oh, I feel sorry for them. It's a, oh, that's a difficult task for them. Therefore, I will help them with that. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Uh, the, The whole group just made me feel really uncomfortable. The fact that nobody thought of him and then Grace being all like, oh, no, I wish I could help him. Just like, oh, he looks so sad right now. And he's like, yeah, he looks sad, but he's going to be sad. He's going to struggle with everyday things because this is literally twenty-four hours old for him.
0: Yeah, he's he, there's still
1: like. I mean, I don't know whether you've ever broken a bone, but like you know when you get that cast on and you can't really use that limb for a bit. Like, there's always like, for example, like doing up your trousers after you've peed, well, or, or even going to be like those like difficult tasks every day, and no one's thought. Does Flint need some help with this? Yeah, and how is it best? We ask him whether he needs help with this before he gets embarrassed
0: privately. Just a little, just a little bit of foresight, people, or text him. Like Grace yeah. could—I mean, Grace could say, "Hey, during the Dragon Court, especially if we're talking about the bonus chapters during the Dragon Court, you know, we had a we had a talk, a private talk, you know, and." We have reestablished our friendship. and now, as your friend, I want to know how I can help you and what, what do you need? right. what what do you need from me? And please do not be afraid to ask for that help. I know I know that it's embarrassing, but this is what it mm-hmm. is. Um, yeah, sh- but you know I can understand everybody's stressed and it's easy to let things like that slip your mind. but Flint is alive. you know, yeah, L- Luke is dead. Flint is alive. The one,
1: that would be the one person that he knew that he would probably able to count on. Like, you know, when you go through having a baby and you go through all of those embarrassing stages afterwards where you need to ask your partner for help, especially if after like C-section or whatever, like asking to help you, you have a partner to fall back on or you have a parent to fall back on. He has no one apart from his just friendship circle, all of which he's kind of angry at because yeah. they kind of let Luca die on their watch. Um yeah, e- even if he doesn't blame them directly, he's definitely blaming them indirectly. There's a lot of anger there that he is not quite showing. Yeah. I think the only person that he's not angry at is Jackson because Jackson was the only one who wasn't actually capable of saving him because Jackson gave
0: his life for Flint. Yeah. I wonder Yeah. Does Flint I mean i don't I don't think I pay enough attention to notice, but did Tracy write in Flint going through the stages of grief in order? We
1: should- I don't think so because i I don't think he has any chance to. It goes straight into like literally they're on the run, aren't they? yeah, um so he doesn't really have to go through those stages of grief because it's not just grief for Luca, it's also grieving for his leg, yeah. Um, And I think that his leg, because it's a more tangible thing for him to be missing, like because it's impeding on his everyday activities, I think he places that above Luca in terms of anger and frustration.
0: Right. Like sadness lies with Luca. Anger lies with, oh, you know, not only is Luca dead, but I also can't do anything now.
1: Yeah, everything that I used to be able to... Like, he was a very strong and, like, athletic guy. Like, he loved ludes, He loved to fly. He loved to do things with his body. Like, his snowball fight was specifically to show how energetic he was. Yeah. And all of a sudden, he's had a quarter of his body removed. Yeah. And he can't do the things that he used to do. And I feel like he always kind of feels like he's going to owe it to somebody as well. Like, he's like, well, I... I may not have a leg, but I would be dead if I didn't lose this leg instead of kind of going through those kind of thought processes kind of thrown straight into, okay, you're on the run.
0: Well, not only that, but when Luca's parents arrive, you know, Flint is able to get his crutches and then he hobbles up to Luca's parents and he says Mm -hmm. something like, I wish I wish I, I would or I wish we could have saved him. And they said, yeah, we do, too. But there was a lot of like accusation in their words. It was yeah. kind of like a we we wish you could have saved him, but that could be taken in like you know we wish our son was still alive versus we wish you would have done more. And I think that it was yeah, implied you didn't do enough. Yeah, I think it was very much implied that they did not do enough, and that and you know they were very angry and bitter until the order led them into the study hall where they were keeping Luca's body, and then they realized... Which
1: seemed to be a, a point of contention as well. Mm-hmm. Like, the fact that they would dare choose that as the place that they would rest him. And I was like, yeah, well, like, the problem is that they don't really have many other options. The entire school is destroyed.
0: Yeah, they, were, um, they seemed really ticked off to hear that he was in a study hall, but then they opened the doors and allowed them to go in, and they had just done it up with candles and flowers and like given him a very respectful funeral type um display
1: when this happened as well i have no idea
0: well what about the other members of the order that because grace was asleep for a while so i bet the other members of the order you know spent some time flower picking (laughs) flower picking yeah yeah (laughs)
1: They're just destroying the ecosystem of <laughs> Alaska, <laughs> just ripping up all the wildflowers.
0: The Katmere Gardens, you know, that we've heard so yeah. much about.
1: <laughs> um, and uh, then whilst uh, the parents are grieving over their son, um, Maurice comes in. And at this point, I don't think, well, their name's Miles and something else, went, wasn't it? Vivian. Yeah. Um, they weren't aware of who was in the room just that somebody had come into the room and uh Maurice comes in and says um that she's prepared some health drafts for them um because she need she needs to know that they'll be prepared for what's about to happen. And then the parents turn around. I can't remember what what the the the, the crisis point was when the parents turn around and realize who it was. I, I think but that, they turn around and immediately murder.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think that the second that they hear her voice and realize, like the, because I'm assuming that she was trying to poison them. Or yeah,
1: no, I I wrote like health drafts my ass. Like either she was going to put them to sleep. So that they would still be there by the time that Cyrus came here, or drain their powers, like or something. Like she, she is already probably one of the best like healthcare providers, anyway. And then she's also got like access to their trust. Yeah, I was like, yeah, no, no, I've prepared you a pill. Like, take this medic like medication. You'll be
0: fine. Yeah.
1: Um. And yeah, so uh, M- Maurice is then um. told to be uh colluding with cyrus um and that um the parents of luca were also with cyrus until now um which does kind of confirm our theory that they they were on cyrus's side until they realized that they were losing their son yeah well as part of it
0: i'd said like okay they they were originally on Cyrus's side but then obviously they kill Maurice and tell mm-hmm. the brutally br- as well yeah brutally like, not with,
1: just snap her neck like
0: that was <laughs> that was a rip r- out. rage murder um <laughs>
1: yeah
0: <laughs> and they um you know they come clean and tell them like we were a part of the plan we were supposed to be the distraction but can you imagine your child dies due to you know, this this man that you follow religiously, yeah. and then being told by that man that, oh, your kid's death is going to be a great opportunity to be a distraction so I can send you in. Like, first of all, he's- You can get close to them. Right. Like, as if that is at, of, of any importance to them in that moment. And maybe they were so distraught that they were easily manipulated and fo- like, you know, find whatever- but then when they realized, oh, these kids are not our enemy. Yeah. It gave them clarity.
1: Yeah. Th- these kids, even though they are in the middle of a war, have stopped to, A, inform us that Lucas died. Because Cyrus does not going to tell them. No. Um, and also they prepared, like, this whole room just for him, even though they knew that they had literally hours with him before we took him away. Um and they also risked telling the parents even though they knew that it could possibly be a trap.
0: Yeah. They did they did the right thing even though it could have gotten them all captured.
1: Yeah. Catastrophically failed.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um and uh they also then say like, You've you've gotta go, Cyrus Cyrus is coming, and they literally just like pick up the body and like Fuck the fuck out. Yeah, they just vanish. They just go, bye! Um, giving absolutely no time for anybody else to like ask any questions. Like, what's his plan? Like, where are the children? Like, they don't get any other information apart from the fact that Cyrus is coming. He's sending... Um, did he, did they say that he's sending the wolves at that point? Or did they not know yet?
0: I don't think that they knew. They just said that... I think that they just said that Cyrus was... Like, that they're coming. That, yeah.
1: Yeah, Um, and um, as they are preparing to leave, because there's like, oh, go pack a bag. We've got to go, go pack a bag. Um, Some boy is in the room with them somehow (laughs) well we start and it's always one of the the weirdest scenes as well well just like he's somehow there and got in undetected no one noticed
0: and i noticed so i took a lot of care in reading this scene because you know it was it's easy to go over people's heads and it's easy to miss and a lot of people do and i wanted to identify exactly how tracy wrote it so starting out we're introduced to this character who is described as being um brown skinned with shoulder length black hair which I that is I the hair part disappeared from me my first mm-hmm. read read through I, I I don't know what I pictured in my head um but I actually like the transition where Tracy does start with saying you know it almost because we're looking at Grace's brain and how grace is yeah. assuming and grace is set starts by saying he 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 and then flint a boy a boy a boy yeah and then flint says maybe he's just a decoy just the decoy and when um it's da-woo, da woo da wood right yeah it's wood i always did wood da, like da wood dude da um when Dawood uh, says they actually, I my yeah. my only critique just this is more of a writer's critique and maybe for those because I know we have a lot of um, you know listeners who also write as well. I think that the issue here is that when we're introducing a non-binary character, because this is a very new development in writing that we've never really experienced before, I really think that, and and you guys know that we love Tracy, um, I think that Tracy should have been a, just a wee bit more bold so that it's more easily detectable for the reader. If it was in, in a movie, I think it would have been easier to understand the context, but... Yeah, because they, they probably would look ambiguous anyway. Right, so saying... Um, it was they- only Grace's assumption. Right, so saying they actually... You know, they actually... Yeah, and the problem was the sentence that preceded it
1: also introduced another subject. So it was, um, what if this... What if he's just a decoy and the the wolves are, um, like, literally imminent? And he goes... And they go, they actually.
0: Yeah, yeah. So is he
1: talking about the wolves or are they talking about... Yeah, because it
0: sounds like it's being used as a way to describe, you know, multiple wolves. They, like, it's not one wolf. It's lots of wolves. They are coming. Yes, and I think that's why it went over
1: so many people's heads. Yes. It wasn't that they had a closed mind and couldn't ever interpret it as a non-binary person coming out. But it was, in fact, that the sentence that came before it involved somebody else Yes, so that the correction didn't sound like a correction of the pronouns. It sounded as though he was correcting the quantity of wolves coming.
0: Right, right. I I dare say that you know just you know just for those who are writing because I'm also going to be adding in a non-binary character into my my second book of the channel, and I think that uh, uh being able to at just one line of saying, you know, actually I identify as. Hmm adding in you actually, know actually actually i'm in i'm a them yes i'm uh, i identify as you know as them or yeah. i i think that you know adding in the word identify to signify the identifier is um would it's i think that that is where the confusion came for a lot of tracy's readers because i do see it a lot and then people are like what you know you've never heard of a non-binary character no it's not that it's not that anybody is being hateful or you know being ignorant it's just that it's a very easy mistake to make and i know that because when i read it you know i i I, had to go back and read again yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah. Because, you know, I thought that we were talking about the wolves, like, oh, no, it's a whole pack of wolves. I understand mm-hmm. now. but
1: Yeah, it wasn't until a paragraph or an entire page was specifically about Dawood, and they and them was mentioned so many times, I was like, wait, how many people are we talking about here? I'm really confused. And uh, I had to go back and reread, and I'm like, oh, okay. They're non-binary. And then from then on, it made sense. But without that one sentence solidifying in your brain, that's them correcting the pronouns that they wish to be known as. Yes. Yes. You miss it all. Yeah. And you keep reading and you're like, but are they talking about Zawud or are they talking about a, a, a pair of people? Or, And that is the problem with, with that pronoun being specifically difficult is because once you've already identified somebody as a he, you kind of then go, okay, then that's, that's what they are.
0: Right. We have to, it's, it's almost, you know, because Grace identified Dawood as he, starting out. you have
1: to rewrite what you've already thought. Whereas if, uh, the Dawood came in and the scene introduced them as someone who looked rather neutral and had boyish features but a feminine body and then when they actually we would have probably put two and two together right but because it came out of nowhere
0: yeah yeah
1: uh, and it wasn't a, like a very obvious correction yeah it like it, i could have i could have even like they literally like face to face with somebody and i had said that sentence the same as flint and the person in front of me goes they actually, I still wouldn't take that as a correction. I would have taken that as a oh no, they really mean that we have a lot of wolves coming. Yeah. So <laughs> And I've- that's not me being like, oh no, non binary. I don't understand. Okay, like I can't get with this plural. He, they <laughs> them I'm like, no, I'm absolutely fine with it. Uh and you and I will always correct myself. But at the same time, when you're reading it, it, it took it took me a very long time to go back and go. I'm very confused. Let me have to. I'm going to have to reread once I got it. I was. Like, I. I understand this.
0: Yeah, yeah. And you, get, you know what? Tracy is one of the few people who has. You know, we have to think about when, like when we were teenagers. This wasn't a thing. We barely had gay characters in our in our books. And if we did, you yeah. know, they were the gay character. Like it was a thing. And now, you know, we're able to actually write characters who are relatable, who we can imagine, you know, mm-hmm. to to know they act they're not tropes, they're people in our minds. Um yeah. but Because, you know, Tracy was probably one of the first, at least mainstream, big bookstore authors. I know that there are a lot of them, but Tracy is, you know, she's really gaining traction in popularity. We have to think about how these authors are revolutionizing um, progress in literature and you know, also be patient as authors find a good way to do it. So we're not mm-hmm. critiquing Tracy in a way where we say we sh- she should have done it this way. It's more of, for few, for one, for future authors, um, making sure that you're very clear in order to immediately establish who your characters are, what they identify as, that way your readers are able to properly identify them, and... yeah. Also, for all of you readers, making sure that while in the crave, like Facebook groups and communities, when someone says, I'm confused, not jumping on them bitterly and attacking them for asking a a question, as long as they are, you know, not, you know, saying, well, that's stupid. But if they're genuinely saying, I'm confused, why is Dawood being, uh, you know, using they, them? Just be mm-hmm. po- be polite when you answer them because it may not be out of anger or hate. It may just be because they did what we did when they read and they're like, wait a minute, how many wolves are we talking about? So yeah,
1: And it actually, and it actually starts a discussion as well. So even if it is um, that, that Tracy uh, wanted, and I'm assuming that she wanted to have it very obvious from the get go, even if that wasn't her intention... It starts a discussion because people asking questions is always a way of in people being like educated. Yeah. Uh, um, and um, in the book that I'm writing, I wanted to introduce a deaf character, Um because I don't know whether anybody knows that, but my puppy is completely deaf. So living with her and finding about her like quirks of being deaf and and the kind of struggles and fun that happens because of it. Um, she's inspired this character that I had. And I posted in a deaf and hard of hearing community group asking what people's comments were and and requests for how they would wish a deaf character to be portrayed. 90% of the, of the replies were so positive. They were so happy that I was willing to have a deaf heroine who What? it wasn't a quirk. It, it wasn't a, a gimmick. It was that she was deaf and that was it. That was, that, was, that was the end of it. There were things that she experienced in the world a little bit differently than everybody else, but she wasn't going to be saved from everything. She wasn't going to survive the apocalypse because she was deaf or whatever. But then there was 10% who said that you should never uh, write a character that you yourself have no experience with. But that would like, be like adamant like like almost like stay the fuck out of our community. And I was like,
0: whoa. <laughs> I mean, that would Ooh. be that's almost the same as I if that were the case, I could never write a book about a male character. I could never write I, a book I about a gay that. character. I could
1: Yeah. Um so I was like, I'm gonna take everybody's comments on board. But at the same time, there were a few comments that were like, I'm on the fence about this. I don't think you can truly portray us. Um like effectively or uh, tastefully. However, thank you so much for asking our opinions. So if you are writing a character that is part of a community that you yourself are not part of, just make sure you have what's called a sensitivity writer. So someone that you can kind of bounce ideas off of and ask if something is appropriate or not, because you may assume that it is one way, and actually offend a lot of people.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Uh, So that's just my little take, take away from this. (laughs) Cause I was like on the, to the point of like, maybe vetoing my entire character because people were so opposed to it. And it was because I'm guessing they've been marginalized for so long into thinking that they needed to be saved or needed to be helped. And they didn't really understand why I wanted a deaf character. And, um, it was to the point where I was like, well, my, my, my dog is deaf and she's inspired so much in my life. She's, she's my best friend. She's the love of my life. And they go, are you comparing us to your dog? And I was like, oh, this is not going how I wanted it to at all. So, yeah, always go into it. If you are writing something like this, if you are writing a non-binary character, ask someone who is non-binary to read it for you.
0: Yeah. To let you know. Yeah. That's Okay. And and you know, do your research of of anything. No matter what, no matter what you're you know writing, make sure that you do a a degree of research. Research, yeah, yeah. Yes, I've I've made it a um, point to, um, you know, f- for example, <laughs> for example, all of my black friends have told me that they're they're. I am so sick of being. Referred to as chocolate skin and cinnamon skin. Uh, <laughs> and <laughs> yep. so, and yep. I, I've always loved that Tracy just writes brown because all yep. of my black friends are like, just say brown or tan. Yep. Quit calling us chocolate. We are not chocolate. Yeah.
1: <laughs> or describe our hair or something that makes us us it, like something else. Yeah. It's not necessarily the color of our skin, it's the color, like the clothing that we wear and the, um, the deliverance of speech as well. So if you if you notice that certain communities they 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 talk differently because they grew up in a completely different part of town, right? Um, just have some fun with it rather than just go straight for the the boring, boring ways of saying things. Yeah, and identify um,
0: everybody's skin color. You know, if they're white, say that they're they're you know maybe they're pale or you know Jackson. Yeah. I think Jackson's described as being kind of like alabaster, which we often hear for like vampires <laughs> who are yeah. all. You know, porcelain. Yeah, por-
1: porcelain. <laughs>
0: that's
1: the, the color of my foundation, y'all. <laughs> porcelain. Yeah,
0: porcelain beige. I think that's the color of mine too. But um,
1: and yeah, yeah. Talking about research, um, there's a uh, one person who is incredibly famous and has an Im- like amazingly successful series out there who did absolutely no research on the topic of her books. Um, so if anybody has ever w- read uh, Fifty Shades of Grey, <laughs> um, that is. Uh, an example of how not to research <laughs> for your books. Yeah, um, Because during I think during one of the interviews, uh, like a and a so like, ask me anything, somebody said, like, well, did you research any of, like, the BDSM topics that we, like were covered in your book? And she goes, oh, yeah, I asked my husband to blindfold me once. <laughs> it was like this, no. Oh. That's not even close to some of the abuse that you were <laughs> through in the book.
0: Yeah, that the book was just... Toxic abuse. The movies were toxic mm-hmm. abuse. I mean, I read all of them, and I read them from Christians' perspective oh, I as well.
1: Binged them. <laughs> yeah,
0: I read them, but I've read way better, way better trash. Way there's way yeah, better. The, the trash.
1: BDSM, the BDSM community are not happy with the way that they were written, and it wasn't because the the messages or the way that it was described was necessarily wrong. It was the fact that they they weren't asked. Yeah. <laughs> like. You tried to literally tell a trilogy from our point of view and you didn't ask a single person yeah. <laughs> what that was like. You went to Ann Summers and looked at all of the things on the shelves and you asked your husband to blindfold you and go, yep, trilogy here
0: it <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, don't do that, guys. <laughs> all right. Um, so PSA over um <laughs> yes um so uh, another another note about Dawood
1: um and it does start to kind of pick up throughout the book um is that they steal something from the table like what? they just like pick up something and then and then put it in their pocket and it's really like just throwaway away sentence
0: yeah yeah it's a it, it,
1: but reading it back through the second time I was like oh it's so important now
0: yeah yeah and I don't even think that Tracy wrote what the item was. It was just no. a something, a something, a something yeah. small.
1: Yeah, um, and I remember for the first read-through, I thought that he was like a proper kleptomaniac. Like he was just like, "I'll have that."
0: Yeah,
1: <laughs> um, yeah. And uh, they'll take that. Thank you very much. Uh, so yeah, uh, they they have pockets full of f- things, trinkets that we don't know what they are. <laughs> yeah, um, um, and and then they say that they've got ten minutes. Before the wolves arrive,
0: what immaculate uh, precision and timing! Which you know there w- there weren't ten minutes because no, not at all. Like seconds later, fifty wolves was it fifty? Was it actually fifty? It was fifty.
1: It was fifty approaching them, and then they whirled around, and there were more behind them.
0: Okay, so over fifty wolves just suddenly mm-hmm. appear. And jump yep. over the banisters. <laughs>
1: well, I'm like, how did they get in? They because descend. Not only did Dawood get in unnoticed, and nobody really noticed him get through the windows, how does, how destroyed is Katmere? Are, are there no walls?
0: Maybe there's... Could you just walk in? Maybe there's. Por- maybe they opened portals.
1: Maybe, but I'm like, also, like, this, this is a really bleak landscape. It's Alaska. There is no landmarks for hundreds of miles spooky tree <laughs> how would you not see them sneaking up on the grounds of a school I don't know. Um. <laughs> and, and it's like yeah so yeah so not only did, did wood get in unnoticed but also 50 plus wolves are literally just rounding the corner and jumping over the staircases um so that that was fun <laughs> and uh, they're like wow shit we're, we're proper surrounded We we can't get out there is no escape from this
0: yeah. Yeah. You and you know I love that you said uh well I'll read that in a minute. We'll we'll get onto that. But the um Hudson poofing the 50 wolves though I mean really And this p- is the first
1: time that it's actually been like re- like recorded as thus what is called is poofing.
0: <laughs> and we got a sample of that. The Hudson poofed Poof. the wolves. Yes. Before court came out, that was like one of the first teasers that Tracy dropped. Was he poofed them, Jackson? He just, he just poofed them. <laughs> all of the wolves.
1: Like when we first read that, we were like, all of them. Like as in the whole entire faction are gone.
0: All the wolves. <laughs> what? Yeah, and I mean, just imagine standing there thinking you're about to be eaten, and then out of nowhere. I, I imagine there to be that poof sound that you hear in children's cartoons when something magical poofs, and you hear like a like if glitter had a sound, it would go like poof, like a shimmering Meanwhile, sound. I'm
1: thinking, it's more like somebody's jumped on a on a vacuum cleaner bag, just <laughs> <laughs> just swallowed an ashtray. <laughs> is there
0: any dust? Does it like is it like you know? Well, he says it falls to ashes, don't they? Like the Like the scene at the Ministry of Magic when all the glass turns into like dust and just kinda like tsh-
1: You haven't watched any of the Marvel movies, have you? No,
0: we don't watch Marvel um, movies. Uh, I refuse. Yeah.
1: There's a there's the thing called the Snap where half of the population of the universe. Just ceases to exist, and they all just kind of scatter like dust. They turn into like this ashy sand but yeah, I've, stuff. Yeah, I've
0: seen the memes. I've seen the
1: yeah, and every everybody like disappears before they've even got a sentence out. Apart from Tom Holland as Spider Man, who manages to get out an entire sentence somehow. But <laughs> I'm just imagining one of the wolves just lasting a little bit longer than the rest, like, but I was so clear. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, and then he, then he explodes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, it's <laughs> <laughs> I- just like I'm just like I'm wondering whether like they all do they all go in the same time? Is it like a Mexican wave? A what? Like a mex? Do you know what a Mexican wave is? No. Oh, that sounds super racist. It, it does. <laughs> That's why I said what. So you know when you're in like a crowd for like a football stadium. Uh huh. Like a whole crowd. Yeah. And then like everybody kind of stands up. We, and then sits back down with their, their arms in the air. We just call that the wave. Be, the wave? Oh, no, Mexican flag is much better. But I don't know why it's Mexican. But yeah, oh. we call it the Mexican flag.
0: No, Mexican we just, wave. maybe, did it originate in Mexico? Maybe. I don't know. What's the sport they played? There was like some, there was like some ancient sport. Um, I, I remember learning. Flag about, waving. No, there was some, but they, like, they would fill, you know, like, their little stadiums and maybe that, I don't know.
1: I don't know, but yeah, that's what I was like. Maybe, was it like a ripple, like a wave, like, like it starts at the closest one and then moves further back? Like, how does he concentrate? Can he do all at once? Or does he have to go like, oh, okay, all the girls first. <laughs> all the girls first. This is like a, like a massive game of guess who, who don't like the colour blue,
0: <laughs> If you've got blue eyes, step forward. <laughs> I'm assuming that they all just poof at once, all at the exact same time, like a, like a fart. Just, I mean, that would be funny, as if it made like a little poot sound, like a little fart. <laughs> just, <poof>. <laughs> toot, toot. <laughs> poof. Um, but then they, they find out that there are more wolves coming. Um, yeah. Which. And, and like literally like hundreds <laughs> and hundreds of
1: them. Um, and I am always imagined that this scene is like the Lord of the Rings with like the swarms cresting the hill. Yeah. (laughs) Just, just like, like, you know, that like feeling of, even though you know that they're the same sort of size as you, but because they are from a distance and they are so closely packed together, it looks like a swarm of insects and makes you really
0: uncomfortable. I'm picturing it like, like... Like that
1: whole, like, crawling, creepily, like, swarm of scuttly, scuttly things.
0: Yeah, I mean, they're bigger, though, aren't they? Aren't they, like, aren't the wolves? No idea. She's
1: never described one as an actual wolf.
0: Oh, man, I've pictured them bigger. Maybe it's just because Twilight and from Blood and Ash has my perception of wolves bigger.
1: Yeah, like, if you think about it, with the first scene in Crave, she didn't know that they were werewolves yeah um, then with um the of all the fight scenes between jackson and cole at no point was he a wolf it wasn't until like the Ludare's tournament
0: yeah and even xavier were, like, wolves. wasn't really ever in wolf form
1: no, and she doesn't really ever describe them as like gigantic wolves, like three times the size of me. It was all just in their wolf form, and that was it.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: she doesn't even say whether they are like different colors. You know how like in like Seth and Jacob and Sam, they like, all had their own like distinct colorings. Yeah, like apparently, like I don't, I don't think that she's ever described them as having their own like coat color
0: yeah even in from blood and ash all the wolves have their own distinct color I don't know maybe maybe she just doesn't see anybody in wolf forms and to be fair she doesn't really have any other wolf friends other than Dawood now but you know she's not a
1: wolf racist
0: yeah she really doesn't well the wolves are all kind of mean to her so (laughs) they really they really haven't had any nice wolves that we've met in the story other than Xavier (laughs) like yeah he's he's kind of the only one um
1: and even even DeWood, we're like nah.
0: yeah we we're, we're, nah. we're unsure right now
1: yeah um so anyway um everybody kind of decides that Hudson and Jackson should fight the wolves whilst everybody else <laughs> skedaddles to the witch court to go and see Macy's aunt um and There's this scene where, like, Grace is arguing um, and saying, like, no, I don't want to leave you. Like, I shouldn't leave my mate. Like, we always fight better together. Like, we should never be apart. And Hudson's like, I literally can't think when you're next to me. And if you stay here, I will have no option but to poof all of them. Um, And I think she kind of finally gets it. that He's not holding back for her sake. Um, If anything, like, her being there makes him take the nuclear option rather than actually save their lives um so she starts to leave and jackson goes the order will protect her with her lives and then just this like weird
0: gang sign
1: yeah they're like (laughs) just like thump thump on the chest
0: when do they do that peace out they've never done that before like no
1: (laughs) yeah and i was like wow like like jackson's getting all ghetto for some reason (laughs) like peace out i'm just like that's weird everybody else kind of joins in with this weird order sign
0: yeah they, they all just n- know to do it i saw it more of like 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 a you know s- holding the sword against the chest like we're we're at the ready sir give us your oh, orders so no,
1: no i i saw either gang sign or i'm a gorilla
0: Ooh, ooh, like beating on the chest.
1: Like, like thump the chest, like do 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 I am Tarzan. Make me roar. <laughs> um, and yeah, I was like, this is really weird. Where did this come from? Um, and uh, yeah, that, that was just really, really strange. And I don't think they ever do it again.
0: <laughs> no, no. Um, so everybody is uh, jumping through the portal that Macy has made and... Jackson and Hudson stay back. They're inside Katmere. And right before Grace gets shoved through the portal, she starts to see that Katmere is literally falling. Like they have decided that the best way to get rid of this wolf problem is to just collapse the building. And honestly, thinking about the school falling and like, you know, this place that you've gotten familiar with and you've you've kind of enjoyed some of its quirks, Reading the series, I think that it's sadder hearing about this building being destroyed than, you know, most most other character deaths that we've had so far in the series. I'm more upset about the script.
1: <laughs> I think also, like, people have the oppo- opportunity. They have the opportunity to die. They have the potential to die like everybody who goes in even if they're like i'm immortal they still have that risk of death whereas a building you feel like is a bit more permanent especially as it's been there since the beginning of the beginning
0: right it's a safe Um, place it's the place that they've established safety and now it's no longer safe
1: yeah like grace has no home yeah um like hudson like And Jackson could always go back to London if they wanted to. Macy um, probably has family. She she could go see the aunt in in the thing. But, like, Grace is, like, I, as much as I have just had that experience that I've still not told anybody about yet, by the way, um, (laughs) (laughs) um, I have no court. I have no home to back up with. So she's lost her home. Everybody else could kind of fall back on their courts and, and go back to there and say, like, I need a house. They're also all rich as shit. Uh, meanwhile, she only has shares from Google, which she's not
0: actually spent yet. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, hasn't, hasn't Macy lived there forever? Like, didn't she talk about having her tunnels when she was, yes. like, little? So yes but she does but you're right she does have other family so
1: yeah yeah um and where's Grace, grace would probably have to be a tag along and nobody wants to be the tag along
0: yeah yeah the extra the baggage like you, like
1: you, yeah you don't mind counter surfing on your own but you never want to be a plus one counter sur- counter uh sofa surfer yeah like, can you imagine, like, your your friends turning up at your door and saying, like, hi, like, is there any chance I could stay? Like, I've got nowhere else to go. You would absolutely give them a, a bed, right? But if their friend who you've never met also went, <laughs> can I have a bed? Can I stay <laughs> like, to the fuck are you? <laughs>
0: yeah. All right. My
1: generosity only stretches so far. <laughs> yeah.
0: Especially since the kids are, like, wanted. Yeah. All right, let's get in to spoilers. You have one and I have one, and mine kind of has charm stuff. So you do yours first, because yours is just court.
1: Yes. Um, so everybody who's read The End of Court um, knows that Liam is kind of set up to be this person who's betrayed them all. Um, and throughout, we've always always been a bit dubious as to whether he did actually betray them um but there's this scene that i'm like oh actually he's showing a bit of suspicious activity Activity. um and it's when hudson proofs the wolves liam is the most surprised like he is the one that's like no 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 no. you can't you can't do that you've you've not been able to do that as if he's like oh shit we're fucked not oh good we're saved Hudson just saved us, it was more of a, number one, you've just destroyed everybody that was coming to you, kind of rescue me from all this. Or I've now got to tell Cyrus that you're capable of doing the thing that we believed to not be true.
0: Yeah, that he's been hiding all these years.
1: Yeah, because um, he was like, well, yeah, like, uh, of course I could. I've destroyed the stadium. And Liam's like, yeah, but that's that's one thing. A stadium is one thing. but people. We didn't realise you could do people. Yeah. And it, it was a really weird statement. And it, was, and it was the fact that only Liam was surprised by it. As in, like, enough to challenge it. Everybody else was just kind of relieved that they were saved. And didn't question it. It wasn't like, a, but where did they go? Or... Um, but what did that cost you? Are you all right? Like, cause Hudson seems to be struggling with it. Like he gets down on his knees. Um, but yeah, Liam's the only one who seems to be genuinely like concerned that Hudson has that ability.
0: Yeah. And then he brings it Even up to Jackson. He definitely, he, yeah. He says, he says, he poof, he says it to Jackson. He poofed the wolves, Jackson. Yeah. Which Jackson would be the only other person who has any ties to Hudson on a level where he might be looking to Jackson like, can you be- can you believe this? Yeah.
1: Um, which is really, it is also really bizarre because not 24 hours earlier, Hudson was literally saving their life like, by poofing rocks and stuff like that. Um on the battlefield and it really did make me think like everybody else wouldn't have ever assumed that Hudson couldn't do things.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But
1: Liam being concerned that he could do people as well directly after the battle that is a 24 hours ago, but instead of being like, you could have done that earlier. You could have done that yesterday in the battle and saved everybody. You didn't. That would have been a normal response but the way he says it is almost like a, oh crap we're fucked.
0: All right. So and I need to tell Cyrus. 1 plus 1 naughty boy point for Liam. Yep.
1: I've got school board coming.
0: Yep. Um we're going to have
1: like little sad wolves and happy wolves. No, uh, no wolves. Vampires. We should get vampires, not wolves because Liam is a vampire. Um and uh, at the end he gets to go in a little coffin if he's bad. Is he's dead, or he gets to go to little little vampy heaven because he was falsely accused?
0: Don't we have don't we have stickers in our um stickers? Oh, there we go. Oh no, he looks so ashamed. We've got our <laughs> our note board that Amber and I share. If if we update things, they update for the other person in real time, and we've got little <laughs> stickers. But I've got a little sad little sad husky with its paw over its face (laughs) perfect um so my note is related to the exact same scene but something a little different and it does have a, a slight charm spoiler um so my thought is that you know because hudson doesn't accept like love or comfort from grace after this he is very distraught after killing all of these wolves and I said, but that she
1: handles it well.
0: He, he
1: does, but we also she says, "What? Like, tell me how can I help?" And he actually like tells her how she can help, which is really good.
0: Yeah. It, Whereas
1: before, their fights were just stupid and pointless.
0: It does get w- worse though throughout the book where he shuts her out. Yes. Um. So knowing that, I said that he probably feels like he's lost. This battle of control where he's had this restraint on his power for so long. And then he went through everything that happened with the Shadow Realm, and um, you know, even the things losing Smoky, uh, all of his time at Katmere, nearly losing Grace, and and he has not once resorted to using this particular world-ending devastating power. But then mm-hmm. when Grace was threatened, he did not even think, he did not wait. The second that he thought that she was threatened, he just snapped on impulse and killed all of those wolves. Yeah. So, I think that I think that he is feeling like my control has slipped. And what if my control... He's off the wagon. <laughs> yeah, what, if, what if I... What if I lose myself to this, which is exactly what Cyrus, you know, was kind of trying to do to him.
1: Yeah. So. Well, what concerns me is that Hudson has another power, and he never uses it. Like, why does it have to go straight to Poofing? Why couldn't he say, freeze, turn around, go back home? Any Any, any command using his
0: pers- persuasion power. Maybe there's just not enough time. I think that persuasion, you have to... I don't think it's just, like, you command and they do. I think it's more... But he
1: never uses it.
0: You're right. He really doesn't.
1: He, he goes straight to the proofing. And if if it really, like, hurts him that much, because he, during court, he says that he he takes their soul at the same time as he poofs him if it really hurts him that much if it, if that is what costs him that why isn't he at least trying to use his other power as a buffer before he has to go crazy yeah but he doesn't i don't know i don't know like, like he says that he's he's not done that like i mean i think the only example that we have of him using it was with the guards in the dragon tower
0: Cards in the dragon tower.
1: Yeah. Brace thinks he's imprisoned. And he's oh, yeah. having a whole conversation with Neri about how to get him out. And he,
0: they're playing and ball. And then she
1: goes down, yeah, and, and the guard's playing ball. And I'm like, that's the only time that he's used it. And yeah, that was absolutely, like, nothing bad happened.
0: Yeah, the stakes were very low and he would have gotten out anyway.
1: Mm-hmm. But how many other times would that power have been useful but not world-ending?
0: Yeah, yeah. And he just doesn't use it. I mean, not at any point Which during it, the prison because his his powers weren't working. But. Yeah,
1: but it makes me think that he has this such this hatred of his powers that he's not willing to kind of stretch them like a muscle.
0: And see the good and, in them.
1: Yeah, um, or just saying like, Grace, like you, you, you tell me when I need to use it. And she, she could have at least gone, like, oh, you should have told them to go. Like, at no point did she go, like, what about your other powers? Nobody reminds him, like, what about your powers of persuasion? um Like, he could have absolutely turned around to the witch's court because they get kicked out, don't they? Yeah. They say, like, no, we don't want you here. At no point does he use it then? I, d- I don't understand. Like, m- maybe he doesn't have that power anymore. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Maybe it's gone. It's gone. I don't know if he uses it at all during this book. We'll have to keep our eyes out for it and see if he actually uses it at any point, but I don't think that he does.
1: No, and he doesn't use it during charm either because he doesn't have any of his powers. He has his vampire. He
0: uses it for in you know, with uh in the library to get um Amka to unlock the the thingy Yes. And to take over Grace's body. That was technically his Power of persuasion, he says, when he took over her body and was like walking about the school, that was supposed to be part of it. Yeah, I
1: mean, at at no point does it become even like a little bit of a joke, either. Like, ever like actually persuading somebody to use like to do something because. I, I do that every day. Like, oh, come on. You you want to, please. You know you want to. Please, 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 please. At no point does anybody ever accuse him of using that his power, even if he hasn't.
0: Right, right. Like.
1: And yet that was the one thing that they were terrified of letting him out to be free from Grace's body. They were terrified of letting him out because of that one power.
0: Yeah, because... And he's not used that. <laughs> They said that he could make um, you, you, he could make you kill people you love and things. He's never done any of that.
1: He hasn't even tried to get a free like meal, <laughs>
0: free happy meal.
1: Like he's not tried to do anything with it. I, mean, I would be using that power all the goddamn time.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's like oh, an
1: extension on this uh, this essay, please. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Like, are you you sure you don't want to just give me an A? Thank you. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Uh, All right. Well, um, guys, thanks so much for listening. Um, Hopefully we can try to – I know that we keep posing more and more, like, new questions and reading through this book, this is only the second time that Amber and I have both read through it. So I'm having a lot of fun actually starting to find these little clues and hints. And I'm hoping that we can kind of stack on to a lot of the theories that you guys have brought up with us as well. But um, thanks so much for listening. And uh, we will see you next week. Bye -bye. Bye Bye!